The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. The views expressed by the hosts and guests of the Comic Book Chronicles are the opinions of said hosts and guests. They do not reflect the opinions of the Comic Book Chronicles, the Click Nation, or the Coast Leather Podcast Network in any part. Thank you. Spoilers. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. I am your host, Rydercat. You can find me at Rydercat on Twitter. You can find me at Need on Twitter. You can find me at CBCaps on Instagram. And uh, the sound effects you've heard come from none other than our man in Brooklyn, one agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. What's up, everybody? Co-hosting from the Borough of Kings, coming in live and direct. Straight up Brooklyn in the house, representing. Yeah. And folks, we are here on a Thursday night, like like we, like we normally should. So surprise, surprise! But you can find us on the Coastal Podcast Network at cspn.us. Do it today. You can also find us on your podcast browser place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Coastal Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. Make sure to click like, subscribe, and leave us all the positive five star reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. And we are constantly trying to work out our issues with our Spotify feed. Yeah, maybe a change to the YouTube feed also, but I'm not sure about that. Uh, or YouTube feed. There is no YouTube feed, but there may be a YouTube feed uh, coming up from what I've just saw. Who knows? We'll see. Um, again, you could also find... Wait, I just said that. I said all that, didn't I? Um... Uh, Apple TV, Apple Podcasts, uh, uh, not Apple TV. I wish we were on Apple TV, but actually I don't. I don't know. I don't think we need all of that. <laughs> uh, listen, Apple TV is something else. But yeah, now we're going into our video links. Go ahead. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, streaming every Thursday night, uh, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time uh, on the YouTube channel of the VClick Nation. That's YouTube.com slash VClick Nation and Twitch.tv slash Comic Book Chronicles. Make sure to click like, subscribe, hit the button so that the notification button so you know when we are on live. And obviously, of course, leave us all positive reviews wherever you can. I'm sitting here actually trying to type and do it at the same time because I was like, dang it, no, I forgot something. Um, but yes, folks, um, here we are again for another one. Now, normally we would start off with a spoiler free discussion on a um on a show that we would have watched but since monarchs comes out monarch comes out on fridays <laughs> we cannot do that this week right right and at the end of the day you know i don't think roddy cat's trying to keep up with jujutsu kaisen like that i did in well, fact watch the jujutsu kaisen what but, can and have have been being able to is two different things as, as we have discussed last week 
Exactly, exactly. So, so bottom line is we don't have any shows to discuss this week. Uh, no movies out. What's that? Actually, we kind of, kind of do. What's that? Well, I say kind of because so I watched the first episode of Blue Eye Samurai. Okay. And I also watched the first few minutes of uh, that Yu Yu Hakusho live action joint that is um, that oh. is that just hit the Netflix, and that's what we can kind of talk. At least I'll I was about give... to say, you know, what you reminded me of what's that? I I binge watched because I was looking for something to watch the other day. <laughs> I binge watched uh, the Scott Pil- the new Scott Pilgrim animated series on Netflix. Hmm. Yeah, so we both did watch, uh, some stuff, new stuff. So, so go ahead. Uh, if you, know, if you have just a few thoughts to share on, on those two properties. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I only watched, um, I only watched uh, the first episode of blue eyed, blue eyed samurai, but I'm, I'm quite interested. Actually, funny enough, I was uh, sitting up last night trying to figure out which one that I was going to start first since I both saw them both out there. And I know both of them are going to be kind of long. I thought you, you, the Yu Yu Hashiko show joint was going to be a movie and not a series or, or not a TV show like it is. So that kind of threw me for a second. Um, but I'll get to that in, one, in, in a moment. But I liked what I saw from the, from that first episode. The, uh, the art's great. The, you know, the, the animation is, is great. The, the the voice acting is you know is pretty good is it, pretty great as um agent seventy uh, talked about when he spoke of it you know I thought there was a character which I knew I kind of figure uh was going to be the case although not knowing who this person was going to play I thought the character's voice or the person's voice and the character seemed at odds with each other but also it also still kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm put it that way but uh but i enjoyed it and uh peaches <laughs> peaches so which that is that that's i guess that's the, probably the most surprising thing about it but probably not because it's netflix and not a, just a, like a quote-unquote regular anime because if for for those that don't know there is some nudity in the show but it doesn't get as detailed as like some older anime would have done or right. have done but um Matter of fact, the the last the, one of the last shots of the um, I feel like there's a couple of them, but the, one of the last shots in that first episode feels like it was a reference to Ninja Scroll. Uh, yeah, probably an homage, yeah, yeah, probably an homage. So, I would not be surprised. So it was kind of funny because, and there was a, a particular song choice that was during the course of that uh, episode that was like really <laughs> from uh, from a um from a expletive loving director who loves a uh, grindhouse and uh, older, you know? Yeah. 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 I get that. I get that. I mean, I, I definitely, you know, I noticed that one. So, but I also was like, you know what, that, that I'm sure that that piece was playing other places outside of that. This is, that's the one that everybody, most people wouldn't know it from. Sure. And it won't take you much for, to figure out what that, what, you know, who that is and what we're talking about. Because it makes sense, especially because it's a kind of a similar type of show to that movie. Right. And you can see why it took me a little while. It was a little harder to binge Blue Eye Samurai because the episodes are just pretty meaty. They're pretty long. Mm -hmm. So that first episode is roughly an hour, you know, like Mm -hmm. not quite an hour. And you're just like, wait, this is taking a while. I mean, there's a lot of story to this. They, they, you know, there there are a lot of things. uh, There's a lot of world building going on. A lot of world building going on. 
Right. You know, because there are a couple of storylines that you're going to be following that are parallel that are running parallel throughout the series. Right. Right. Oh, but um, but all right. So what? So so glad you're liking Blue Eye Samurai, but you're only yeah. in one episode in. Looking forward to hearing more about what you think about it as it goes as you go forward. Right. And so, you talked about the Yu Yu Hakusho being um, surprised being surprised that it's not a movie but a series. Right. So like I said, I only watched the first probably good twenty thirty minutes of it. Which realistically, that's all you need to to to. I'm not saying that's not all you need to know just for the whole thing, but this is all you need to know to get the gist of where they're going with it, basically. So the main things you want, you want to know about an um, adaptation, how close is the, to the source material they are, how are the, the casting choices, how are the voices, mm-hmm. you know, the, they're taking some liberties with the first one. I can safely say that now they, they, they kind of, pinpointed some things they even got some lines in from the from the uh show probably the also the man, manga uh that are in there those are like okay nice touches here and there but overall like yeah they're definitely not going on script with for, for, if you've seen any part of the first part of uh yu Hakusho anime they definitely are not because even one part is like wait where did this come from <laughs> kind of situation because that definitely was not there and even the way they had handled the catalyst for things was like, okay, we're trying to speed this up, but also it's a live action joint. So they can be a little bit more graphic with it. Right. So now for those fans, for for those fans, like that may or may not put off uh, some folks or not, but it's so far still pretty good. Like the, the, uh, the English dub is not bad. They tried to get kind of, they didn't try to get like, direct correlations to the to the to the voice actors in the show but you can kind of all right close approximations kind of are are there um and like i said they made some choices with 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 story beats and this and that and the other but um like i said may or may not distract you but uh, it kind of gets to where I think if they're getting to where I think they're supposedly going because you uh because of one person that shows up in the trailer yeah, they're they're probably going to be abbreviating a, a good bit of stuff to get to that point, from what I saw. Overall, that yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to check out the whole thing. It wasn't it, it wasn't bad. There there was a mixing of uh, a couple of things. I was like, okay, well, sure that didn't happen then, but yeah, sure, why not? Um, but yeah, I'm I'm not ready to say that. Hey, this is actually a great live action, but so far it's a, uh, you know, from from what I've watched, um, not not terrible. Um, you know right so that being said um actually, no, different. I'll just say oh. something oh, oh I'm sorry go ahead no I was just about to say I did actually watch both the uh, or listen to both the uh the Japanese with subtitles and the uh the English dub version and in this situation it's kind of one of those where it's like well the English dub and the uh subtitles are going to be the same okay fairly naturally um, and it looks as though, and I can't, couldn't tell, so they, they might've done the whole lip thing. Sometimes in the, the, in more modern anime, they'll try to have the lips kind of match up to the English dub a little bit. And it kind of feels like that, dude, that, that kind of happened when you switched from one to the other, but I can't tell that for certain. Okay. Um, but yeah, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just going to see if you were done, um, uh, uh, speaking about this Yu Yu Hakusho live action. No, well, I am now. But um, oh, okay. but yeah, I mean, yeah. Hey, if you're a fan of you, you show 
like I said, give it a shot. They even put a little um, reference to the the uh, the theme song in there, but not as the actual theme song. So I was like, okay, sure, that's that's the way to do that. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna I was just gonna try to jump to uh, Scott Pilgrim. Hit it. Uh, very quickly. So I, I binge watched, uh, because they're only, uh, like 20 something minutes long. The, uh, the new Netflix Scott Pilgrim animated series, the title of it, which I need to look up again because it's not Scott Pilgrim versus the world. It is in fact, uh, Scott Pilgrim, Scott, Scott Pilgrim takes off monsters. No, I'm just um, yes. Sorry? <laughs> no, nah, I was joking. I was using the Monarch sort of subtitle with it. Yeah, right. Scott Pilgrim uh, takes off. And you know what's funny? The part about Scott Pilgrim, the live action and the uh, and, and now this animated thing that I, I like the least, they leave out. And that's oh. awesome. They actually don't have this particular character and actor around that often during a big chunk of the show. Hmm. I'm almost, I'm kind of curious about which one you're speaking of, but I feel like I well, he's on my, he, he, he's, he's on my, um, Mount Rushmore of most annoying actors. Hmm. Is uh, he happened to be the brother of, um, of no, he's not that. Though. Okay. Never mind then. Okay. No, it's not that one. He's okay. actually a good actor. I like him on uh, Succession. Okay, I wasn't sure, so I would, you know, figured. You know. No, 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 no. It's the lead. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the lead, okay. and I'll, you know, this is a mild spoiler, but guess whose voice takes center stage? Hmm. Captain Harrison Dula. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. For the vast majority of this show, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's sultry, low voice oh, Lord. <laughs> is captivating throughout most, like, is, is, is basically like the star of this show. Right. <laughs> so, no, no joke. No joke. So, no, not, not uh, it's, I, I enjoyed watching it, one, in part because of that. I mean, obviously the character does come back. It is the title character. But, um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a fun, it's, it's a fun little thing. It does not hew very closely to the, uh, original, uh, comic book. It does not hew to the adaptation in the original movie, but it goes in, uh, some different directions and it's just fun just to see these characters interact. It's all, it's the entire movie cast, right? They brought everybody back. You know, all the way to Anna Kendrick and, and, and the characters that play the character that the, the actor that plays Knives Chow, all back, all of them. So it's pretty fun to hear them again. You know, it's fun to hear Brie Larson actually like change her voice a little bit. So, right. Prepared to die, obviously. Mm hmm. Got a look, got some Katara up in there. Um, right. So, yeah, it, you know, that was a lot of fun. I recommend it, you know, just to, just as a change of pace, folks. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. That was something I was going to say uh, um, um, about something you just said, but I don't remember what it is. So it's just as well. But, yeah, I've been meaning to check that out. So I'm uh, that's because a matter of fact, when I went on Netflix and, and, and you know, to, to watch these other two, I was like, all right, I got to get around to that. So which I will. 
but that being said, folks, um, I think we can call it a, a call it a, a quits for for that little discussion. So yeah, there's action and live action. There's adaptations to be had of things uh, yep. out there in the Netflix verse. Uh, and now we're going to get to the solo book that we have in common for this week: Guardians of the Galaxy, number nine. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, Guardians of the Galaxy, number nine. We're into our comics of the week. Uh, is written by Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing, with pencils by Kev Walker, inks by Walden Wong, colors by Matt Hollingsworth, and letters by VCs Corey Petit. This is kind of a flashback, kind of an interlude issue. Because the Guardians are, of course, in Groot space, and we are dealing with um, two particular Guardians and their quest to uh, help, I guess, restore Mm -hmm. even might be another word to use, another member of their team. And the two characters I'm referring to are Mantis and Gamora. We also delve a little bit into some of the changes that have happened that have been heretofore unexplained to Mantis's character and her appearance and her characterization. And with that, I wanted to hand it to Roddy Cat because I know he has some feelings and thoughts on that. Yeah. So I wasn't quite entirely sure what to think. I was like, uh, like okay, is this going to be a part two and they're just going to get to more of that? Or did they just sum everything up going on with her during the course of this pages. And it seems like the latter is the case, which is a slight bummer because right. I was expecting a little bit more out of it. Now don't get me wrong. It was, it was serviceable and it makes sense given what we know about the character, especially recently, which, you know, or I should say recently as of when was empire. empire. Yeah. Um, that was like 2021. Sort of like a couple of years yeah, ago. Something like that. Yeah. Right. So I was like, okay, sure. That makes sense. And all that. But if you don't know anything about what happened with Empire, you'd be slightly lost either way. Right. I mean, they do fill in a few of the gaps, yes. but there are, you know, obviously some serious timeline shenanigans. You know, you have to kind of do a little bit of uh, comic book history, jumping through hoops to figure out where Mantis has been prior to her being drafted onto the Guardians of the Galaxy team. Right. You know, even myself, even Roddy Cat, you know, Roddy Cat uh, has, a, 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 I think, a deeper connection to the character pre-Guardians, um, you know, with her ties to the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I really was only familiar with the character through her Ohatmu uh, entries. And, you know, I don't think I own too many Avengers comics with her in them. So ultimately, my connection to the character really only grew when, um, you know, and forget the Guardians. You know, I mean, prior to the Guardians, you know, you had seen Mantis a bit in some of the cosmic stuff, you know, uh, the Warlock and Silver Surfer, the cosmic side of the, you know, the Infinity Watch stuff pre-Guardians. So I'd seen the character there, but I did not have too much of a connection. So to see this one issue try to connect the dots across all of those interpretations and versions of mantis um you know i i i think that was a pretty tough task and i don't think they're finished to be perfectly honest that's what i'm hoping like that is that is which is why i said what i said earlier because i was like i'm hoping they didn't just do that because one they glossed over the whole celestial madonna thing that's not that big of a deal at this point but it makes sense kind of going to like hey this is this this that 
and this is kind of why I parted partly why I am the way I am. It's right. Still doesn't really explain, uh, you know, a, a slight little gap in there. And you know, I mean, even she, the, it, even it addresses one part. It's like, yeah, she got this thing from this and da, 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 da. So explain some <laughs> things for like, and that's why I feel like, okay, part of it feels like they are just going to leave it at that, but also shouldn't. And I mm-hmm. feel like Agent 70, uh, I feel similarly in kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt and believing that, no, nah, this is not it. Right. But given what happens here and what happens in the last pages of the book or last page of the book doesn't really give me that much hope for it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's like, oh, no, we're just going back to this thing. So, which would be a bummer if they just kind of leave it, leaving it like that, because it's like I feel like there's still a couple of things still unexplained. That being said, though, hey, I enjoyed it. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure if I can say potential click of the week for it, but it was, it was kind of fun with a, a little uh, road trip with uh, Mantis and Gamora back to Earth, no doubt. You know, mm-hmm. for what reason? Oh, that was the other thing. It was like the reason why they went there. Uh, I totally did not remember because I don't remember reading the book that they referenced or reading the thing that they referenced about. Because I saw the footnote and I was like, I don't remember. And again, 2021. So. Oh, the Empire issue. Okay. No, 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 no. Not even that. The um, the annual, which I don't know if that was related to uh, Empire, but I don't think it was. It was. I think it was around that whole Infinity Stones thing where it was like you saw Oh, that character! Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, that was that. Yeah, uh, I'm like, oh my god, I can't even remember that Infinity Stone stuff. That exactly. was that's like crazy. I, I remember I, that was a thing, and then it wasn't exactly. And I was like, and I don't even remember this particular, uh, you know, character slash, you know, uh, iteration of the, of the stone like that. I remember one, and I don't even know what the heck happened to them. So um, that's wild. That's wild. So seeing that, it was like. Do I have to actually go back and read that thing just to see what the hell's going on here? And I'm just like, yeah, let's just keep on going because it's probably not going to even be an issue after this issue anyway. So right, 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 right. I'm sure it it felt like a one off. Like, oh, let's tie this, you know, this right. in because obviously Gamora has a connection to this particular stone, so we have to kind of touch base with the the current status of the stone or right. gem. Right, and so does another character. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta love the MCUification because, or like when this show started, when we first started doing the comic book chronicles, we called them Infinity Gems. Now we're all very comfortable calling them Infinity Stones because we've all been MCUified to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I still I still catch myself though at times because like wait no, no right. they're, they're gems, damn it, they're always gonna be gems. <laughs> I get off my lawn. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway. All right. So, so, uh, I mean, uh, like otherwise this was, a a, a, as I, as I said in my intro to the issue, uh, kind of an interlude slash flashback where, you know, we step away from the, the kind of cliffhanger that we left off at, at the end of the previous issue. And now we return to that cliffhanger at the end of this issue. With a big battle about to ensue. Right. Or something. So I'm like, all right, it's back to that. So yeah, that, that's that's Guardians. Um kind of a letdown, but also still kind of entertaining at the same time. Right. Well, I mean if, if I hate to say this, we were forewarned. Right? The lead in you know, at the end of the last issue, the lead into this issue, they told us this was the case. Right. So we knew it was coming. 
Right? It's not like, oh, guess what? Surprise interlude issue, you know? Right. I appreciate I, that. Oh yeah, totally. No, no, totally, totally. But especially if you're if you're watching the video for, version and you see the cover, and given that but, information that Agent, uh, Agent Seventy just said, and that you would expect, and this whole issue is just going to be like, all right, cool, we're going to get knee deep into all you know everything, mm-hmm. and they don't really. They things are touched on, things are explained. So yeah, but it's just not. It's like the whole book is just like going through it, or even maybe it doesn't. They it was not felt to be warranted. You know, I don't know, but I feel like there could have been a little bit more than what we got. I gotcha. I gotcha. I understand. All right. So, uh, President Bartlett. What's next? Since we only have one book in common this week, we're probably going to just do a little bit of uh, tag team back again before we go into rapid fire and just kind of alternate reviewing books um, that we want to give some more depth to our review on so uh how do you want to do this you want to lead off honestly i'm like uh there's the only other book that we have in common is the one that you're probably going to mention next so i'm thinking if you want to do that one and then we hit up rapid fire then then have it like that because there's really what's nothing the, else what, what's the what's the other book that you read no 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 i'm just, well i didn't read it this is the, the immortal thor one that that i oh no, I was just going to go in order on on my list. Mm, figure. So, no, I say, if that's the case, just go rapid then. All right. Rapid fire it is. Rapid fire it is. I ain't got time to bleed. All right. Leading off. Titans Beast World number two of six is written by Tom Taylor with pencils by Ivan Rice. Inks by Danny Mickey, uh, colors by Brad Anderson, and letters by Wes Abbott. So we are now neck deep in this Beast World crossover. I'm just going to be reading this uh, mini series for this event, and it's okay. You know, it's at the end of the day, understandable to see how everything goes. They do tie in Animal Man and the event, the effects of this. Um, uh, uh, event to this happening of a uh, beast boy or, or of people becoming beasts or animals across the world. Um, you know, the, the effect that it has on him, right? I get that. I, I appreciated that nice little touch in this issue. Um, you'll see some interesting Amanda Waller shenanigans, um, in you know, uh, 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 playing out, and some idea of possibly how this might end up leading to the reestablishment of the JLA as the main super team in the future. Right, but we'll see how this all plays out. And yeah, Next, supposedly, supposedly it is supposed to be leading out. Something's supposed to be leading out of this from from mm-hmm. from from accounts. So yeah, what you say could be the case. We don't know. Right. Right, 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 right. You know, I was uncomfortable with that because I'm I'm a big fan of the Titans as characters, like this iteration of the Titans as characters. Mm-hmm. So I'm unhappy that um, that they would play use them uh, in 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 this way. But I also understand that the the JLA as a group is pretty, you know, that that's the that's the the headline team of the DC universe. So I understand they need to reestablish them at some point. Next up is Captain America number four. 
It's written by J. Michael Straczynski with art by Lan Medina, colors by Espen Grundigern, and letters by our favorite lettering Paisan, VC's Joe Caramagna. Now we have Cap versus the Emissary, and it's not Captain Benjamin Sisko. It is, in fact, another new character created, and I will say that I don't know why I had like this stupid smile on my face reading this book because Straczynski's cap is not, it's not the MCU cap. It's quippier, but it, it feels like it's very much influenced by the MCU cap but definitely has so many roots in previous cap runs, like the less serious cap runs. Like there have been some really grim, like really just, you know, cap being like super serious all the time. Right. Even you could even say the Brubaker stuff was a little super serious. Right. I enjoyed reading this book. This is a potential click of the week for me because I just, I I'm having a lot of fun, you know, listening to cap kind of talk through things to himself you know listening you know, listening to his thought process and it's just it's just a it's a lot more fun than i ever thought it might be like kind of listening in on his thoughts as he's you know fighting someone for the first time next up is immortal thor number 5 another potential click of the week as it always has it's always been since it's since it's uh uh, first issue. It's written by Al Ewing with art by Martin Cocolo or Cocolo, uh, colors by Matthew Wilson, and letters by VCs Joe Sabino. So this is the culmination of this opening arc. And it, you know what? It's fun to see Thor not be like a himbo, as it were. You know, I know that himbo is a newer term if you're not familiar with that. It's just a male bimbo. Um so, you know, hence Himbo. And it's fun to see him use his noggin because he is, in fact, now the king of Asgard. And he has to, you know, use more than just his brawn. And the best stories, the best Thor stories always have him um, thinking on his feet. And I always have a soft spot for Thor speaking in uh, ye old English um, you know, shout out to the, the, the 40 life. Um, and I enjoy that Al Ewing brings that in. Um, we have the reunion or you or, or a new form of the Thor core in this, uh, in this issue. You know, we had that at the end of the last issue, but to see them in action in this issue, lots of fun, you know, and, and, uh, you know, Thor has uh, connections to all of these characters and it's nice to see uh, some fences, if not mended, at least be in the process of being mended. And that's always fun to see. Uh, it was always difficult in recent Thor runs to see a recent, you know, happenings in the Marvel Universe. It was hard to see some uh, men's get either broken or very much bent out of shape. You know, some some connections. So... It, it was very hard to see that. So it was. It's good to see Al Ewing, kind of um, looking to reestablish some of those. You know, I'm hoping that uh, 
Roddy Cat enjoys this, despite, you know, some minor spoilers on my part. Um, next up is Moon Knight number 30. It's written by Jed McKay with art by Alessandro Capuccio, colors by Rochelle Rosenberg, and letters by VCs Corey Petit. Now, if you're into reading solicitations, you may very well know this is solicited as the last issue of this run. Things happen. Things are teased going forward. I won't say everything, but there is a new Moon Knight series coming out of this next month, I believe. And you'll see what happens at the end of this issue and that group of characters moving into the next volume doing Moon Knighty things. But I would leave, you know, I'm not spoiling it. It's um, It's been an interesting run. I like what Jed McKay's doing because he has... Uh, what he's done with this, you know, he's taken a uh, a character that has had some trouble with uh, continuity, with uh, with storylines, and uh, you know, really kind of woven some old Moon Knight characters back into the current Moon Knight story, and really revived a lot of again connections and 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 uh and whatnot between uh characters from moon knight's past and with the current moon knight and establish new things as well so we'll see where that goes in this next volume and we'll see if things stay permanent that's i guess the best way to put it without being too spoilery Next up is Spider-Gwen Smash, number one. It's written by Melissa Flores with pencils by Enid Balam. Or Balam. Elisabetta D'Amico provides the inks. Colors are by Fair Cifuentes Sujo. And letters are by VCs Clayton Cowell. So this is a new miniseries for Spider-Gwen. And the fun part about this is that it is the Spider-Gwen verse Earth. I forget what number it is. I think it's 65. But yes. um, I'm sorry. You're right. 65. Right. The Earth 65 version of Dazzler makes an appearance in or makes her first appearance in this issue, as well as some other characters we are familiar with. And the the, the conceit of the story is that Dazzler is a, a, a big new star and the Mary Janes have been. Uh, chosen to be the opening act for Dazzler on a sh- uh, on a on a four a big big four city tour, even though it's only four cities, right? There is an ulterior motive for having the Mary Janes on this tour as the opening act. Bear in mind that Spider Gwen and Gwen Stacy's um, are known to be one and the same in Earth on Earth sixty five, so. There are, you know, that plays into the story, right? That, you know, this is not a secret identity thing. So knowing that, you have to see how that plays out. I enjoyed it. I, I am a sucker for like good Spider Gwen stories. You know, you know, she's, uh, you know, she's a fun character. The, you know, one of the best things that came out of um, Spider Verse stuff in the comics. Last but not least is X-Men Red number 18. It's written by Al Ewing with art by Ildere Sinar, colors by Federico Blee, and letters by VCs Ariana Mar. I do not know if this is the last issue of X-Men Red number 18, but it kind of felt like it. I think they closed the books on several um, little mini arcs uh, in this issue. They may very well uh, pick up new 
pick up Anu in issue number 19, especially as the fight against Orcus picks up. And I think that's what's going to happen. But it felt like there was some finality or at least some perceived finality to some story arcs in this issue. So if you have been keeping up with X-Men Red and the happenings on Araco and what's going on with Storm and some of the other X-Men that are up on Mars, a.k.a. Araco, then you should read this to see how that all plays out. At the end of the issue, I was kind of like, so what's up with Richard Ryder? I hope he's okay, a.k.a. Nova. And that's it for me. He thinks about the one character that's not a mutant that that has a, a small part in the story from way back. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like, so why is Nova in this book again? You know? <laughs> yeah, I know they took him off the board. Like they they basically like injured him, and uh, and, and I I think they. You know, they use that to kind of get them all out of the way because he's obviously a very powerful character and would tip the scales. So, you know, they injure him by having him fight things in space as opposed to things on on the ground. Right. All right, folks. For me, starting off with Blade number four. Excuse me. Pada, pada. Six. Sorry, not four. Um, What am I thinking? Uh, written by Brian Hill, art by Lee Ferguson, color artist KJ Diaz, and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. So, first of all, if you're watching the video version, you'll see the the uh, a very cool looking mixtape co- looking cover um, for it. At least I, you know, I would consider it one. But you will also see that uh, Blade has going gone uh, to the last person you would expect him to go to. Um, for help, uh, because he is still trying to fight the Adana, which he went up with, uh, went up against last uh, issue, and that didn't go well. So he figured he needed some training. And in true anime fashion, he goes uh, goes to his um, some would argue his number one enemy, who kind of gives him a couple of uh, lessons and some thoughts and and thoughts and things. Uh, to kind of get him up there, he basically who basically without giving away who it is, but if you're watching the video version, you can kind of see who it is if you know who that is. Um, basically tells him a couple of anime tropes <laughs> in order to get to where he needs to be, and um, and uh, keep it pushing. But also at the end of this issue. Uh, we have the appearance of um, a not so jo- jolly green giant who's been making his rounds their their rounds in, in several books lately for some reason. And I'm thinking, wait, did I miss a did I miss a previous engagement between these two characters of recently? But maybe, maybe not. Who's to say? But the next issue is going to be about them two uh, teaming up for certain. Or at least squaring up. I don't know, one of the two. Uh, next up is White Widow number two of, I'm not sure if this is an ongoing or not, but regardless, um, written by Sarah Gailey, art by Alessandro Miracolo, color artist Matt Miller, and uh, letters by VCs Travis Lanham. So, Elena has a little social time with the neighbors uh, before the big bad company that's trying to take over things in the, in the small town that she's, uh, been, um, been, uh, living in, uh, during the course of this book, 
uh, is kind of coming to retrieve an item of theirs uh, that they lost during an encounter with um, Yelena and another person in the book. Um, funnily enough, an old flame of Steve Rogers shows up. Um, which we haven't seen in a minute. <laughs> oh yeah, what happened to them? Huh, weird. Um, but uh, they they kind of come and go before the end of this uh, before the end of this issue, which leads um, Yelena to want to basically go and take it to the man, as it were. Uh, and that's where um, this uh, the next episode issue is going to go. Uh, next book for myself is Star Trek Picard's Academy number three of, I'm not entirely sure. I think it's five, but I, I need to check that out. Um, written by Sam Maggs, art by Ornella Greco, color art, excuse me, colors by Charlie Kirchhoff, Kirchhoff and letters by Jeff Eckleberry. So this is the book that takes place during um, Picard's second year of um, of uh, Starfleet Academy. So, and um, in his younger days, he used to sport a shag. Not really, but um, mm-hmm. you know, he was he was younger, a little bit more, a lot more uptight than we know him to be in uh, Next Generations. But we kind of see why that is here. And uh, in this particular case, he um, he's kind of a loner. He's you know out for himself. He's he's got plans and things. He's got he's got goals he wants to accomplish. And other people are getting in his way. But unfortunately, he needs the help of these other people to pass this one big exam that is coming up because it's a group effort uh, um, based around captaincy and uh, teamwork and all of that. And of course, you know Picard at this point wasn't really about all of that. So the people around him kind of trying to in their own ways get him out of that one way or another. He's got this one rival that rival who is um a pretty invasive betazoid who uh kind of does a thing and then cover of his the closest people who you would probably call friends to him kind of do what they do, but they still need to go through this uh test thing. So We'll see how that works out in the next issue. Next up, we're going to get over into the gang war stuff. Um, and I will not spoil it for uh, 8 to 7, just in case you actually want to read any of these. No, I can spoil it because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to read it uh, probably within the next week. You know, just to make sure I'm up to date when before uh, next Wednesday's issue. So go ahead. That's fine. There's not, honestly, there's really not that much to spoil or spoiled in a couple of books. Uh, I didn't get to read. The, I did not get to read the the Daredevil one that came also came out this week. But you know, it is what it is. But Luke Cage, Gang War Number Two, written by Rodney Barnes, art by Ramon F. Box, colors by Andrew Dollhouse, and letters by VCs Travis Lanham. So, um, I want to say it was it was it, was, it technically cut back uh, to a time uh, or to a short time previous to when gang war started to where he written, uh, recruited a couple of people. I mean, you should pretty much guess who those people are. At least if you know who is cl- the closest ones to Luke cage, um, that being his former partner, Danny Rand, who is not the iron fist anymore and his wife who is also powered. So, and then when we left off last issue, he was trying to recruit, uh, 
cloak and dagger, which he had done. And this is basically them kind of getting out into the field and um, handling things up against a Spider-Man villain, an old Spider-Man villain, actually, who's causing the ruckus and, you know, a, a dust up at Rikers Island, which, yes, uh, you know, if you think about a certain um, point in Avengers history, you would think about Breakout. But, you know, that this is not that. But there's always something going on at a at a prison in the Marvel Universe, so not surprised. Um, but yeah, this is pretty much that whole thing. So I'm still not quite used to this whole... If you're watching the video version, you can see the, the new getup that Luke has, which, as I call it, his rage cosplay, and not the... Ah! But the the Marvel character who's I guess is probably still around somewhere. I'm not entirely sure actually what what where that dude is. But I can see where somebody could possibly mistake him for Rage if that was to happen, and that would have been really funny if they put that in this book. But but I don't think they even thought about it. That's um, funny. But that being said, you know Luke kind of does run into to the law who. I don't know why if Luke was trying to kind of keep a low profile, kind of gave himself away with something he said, but you know, it is, it's, it's, it's a thing, but yeah, at the end of this issue, we find that Smythe, um, you know, is basically taking a run for the mayor's office quite literally. Um, so we'll see how that's going to happen. What's going to happen with that next issue. Uh, last, but not least for myself, is <clears throat> excuse me, my little pony. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that'd be some funny mess actually if I did actually read that. But Miles Morales, Spider Man number 13, written by Cody Ziegler, art by Federico Vin- uh, Vincentini, color artist Brian Valenza, and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. So, this is a Game War tie in. Of course, just like Luke Cage, you know, and um, that last Amazing Spider Man, we've we found everybody, the, the party's been split and they're doing their own thing. Um, and this is no exception. However, this pretty much starts off with Miles having another consultation with his uh, psychologist until before getting into the things he's kind of gotten into uh, during the course of uh, Game War. Uh, and I guess sometime before, which is training with Misty Knight and Colleen Wing, for instance, and then getting into the gang war with uh, a bunch of his, I guess you can call them Rose Gallery that he has met during the course of uh, this volume, uh, kind of going up against them uh, from that during the course of this. Um, and even said Rose Gallery even has their own little name now for their group. Which, but you know what, Miles is Miles, so he he handles things. Uh, and at the end of the issue, a, a character shows up that um, is familiar to Miles and most of us, if we know Miles's um, Miles's history, um, in in what uh, what way they show up. I think you can probably figure that out if you know who it is. And that, folks, is it for me. Clicks of the week. Clicks of the week. So there were a couple of books I actually I really really wish I had gotten to, and some of which had been uh, that Agent Seventy has talked about. But hey, you know that's what we got uh, time after that. But before we get into ours, we did get one from uh, Dirt. 
which was Invasive Number One from Oni Press. Um, and as a matter of fact, he says in our back channel, um, <clears throat> excuse me, hidden in a hospital performing bizarre experimental procedures. Seems odd that didn't ship uh, for Hollywood, though. So Holly, Halloween, Halloween, excuse me, not Hollywood. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, because we all know Hollywood's up to no good, but you know, <laughs> Halloween being obviously the season for horror and terror, uh, what uh, PC underscore. Uh, underscore dirt is saying is that yeah this might have been shipped a month too late right which you know it could have been there's reasons burn reasons probably was why we don't know uh but also burn hollywood burn anyway um <laughs> so yeah that's dirts and do you have yours i am in between the two titles that i mentioned during my uh you know during my rapid reviews that being uh, captain america and Thor. So I'm going to need a minute to think about that. I'm actually going over the, the individual issues now to try to make a call. How about you? For those watching the video version can see uh, what I believe Agent 70's uh, click is going to be and, and a particular um, variant to cover at that. That if, if that tends to be, I will tell him about. But for myself, um... I swear to God, if you chose the skiing Greg Land cover. <laughs> Drift compatible, baby. <laughs> wait, did you look at the stream? No, I didn't oh. have it up, but I, I was like, wait, what would I be most? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> Oh my goodness uh, gracious! So, but um, for myself, like I, mm, I don't know. It's like this week there was some decent stuff on it. And I feel like if I had gotten to read some of the other stuff that I, I wish I had gotten to, there would probably would be none of the ones that I've read. To be honest, um, like the ones that are close to probably Blade and, and White Widow at this point. Well, I should take the back. That the mouse was actually. Um, that, that mouse was actually fine. So, um, and I don't know. Like I said, I would have wanted it to be Guardians, but like I said, that's uh, we've already said. Kind of like I feel slightly let down about it, even though it was entertaining and did and did what it was supposed to do, um, or at least part partially what I thought it was supposed to do. So that being said, um, <clears throat> I was about to say I still have to make a choice. That's oh my fine. goodness! I enjoyed these two books uh, a lot this week, and it it goes to show that you know solid characterization and and so long as the art doesn't take away mm -hmm. from the writing in the book, I will have a great time reading it. Mm -hmm. um, you know. Uh, it's hard to even say that I'm leaning towards one or the other right now. I, you know, this is a tough week. I, you know, my best weeks are when I have one or the other of these two books to choose from. It's very, it hasn't been the case where they both come out at the same time. Right. Well, it's probably you, because of the holidays. So, right. Well, while you're still making your mind, I, I, uh, um, I'll just take a second to, to remind folks that one danger street, uh, 12 of 12 came out. If you've been following that Tom Taylor DC book, Oh, excuse me, mm -hmm. Tom King, excuse me, and Dave Stewart. 
uh, book. I've been trying to keep up with that, but I'm still kind of behind on it. So that is a, that is a, a failing on my part. We didn't get a copy of Birds of Prey Uncovered number one, but um, I, I don't know what entirely, what exactly that is, but it looks like it's the, not entirely the group that we have going on. Well, actually, it is the group that we have going on right now. So I don't know if that's like a reissue of the, the first issue or something totally different. Um, something else I was actually going to mention. I would, I'm definitely going to get around to Moon Knight number 30 uh, at some point. Um, Outsiders number two. Also, is another one I kind of want to get to, but I didn't read the first issue of that. And uh, World's Finest uh, Teen Titans is six of six was another one that it came out this week, which um, that is in the same world that is, uh, that is uh, Batman Superman is uh, occupying itself in, but supposedly in the past of that, I think. Oh, no, it's not even the past. It's the present of that, excuse me. But that's the last issue of that book. I don't know. I, I kind of go back and forth on that one because it's, it's kind of weird, um, especially when you're not given the context of when this is supposed to be. Uh... And of course, Green Lantern number six came out this week, which is, uh, you know, the whole uh, how Jordan Sinestro thing kind of is popping off. So, um, all right, got your all right. So I am I'm gonna choose. I'm literally skimming each the each issue just to see like, ha, oh, which one's really better? And that is a testament to how good they each are. Okay, right. So mm-hmm. I am going to go with, you know. Just yeah, but you know I can't even use like my usual, my usual criteria, which is what made me smile, what made me enjoy reading it because I enjoyed both. So I'm basically flipping a coin here, and I'm gonna go with not the Greg Land cover, but the regular cover for Captain America number four. Yeah, but I'm gonna put it back up anyway because I'm just being. Ah, oh, he's killing there you go. There's the Greg Land Skisha Lake cover for that. And here's the regular cover for Captain America. Um, I was also going to say that, hey, uh, for you art lovers, uh, the art of Adam, um, Arthur Adams uh, hardcover is out this week. The Marvel art or just the art? Uh, it is, from what I can tell, it's not the, just the Marvel art. I don't think it's actually the Marvel art at all. But, okay. um yeah, I didn't get a chance to. Uh, I, I I read the, the the flavor text on it, but I didn't get a chance to see what all it covered. Um, and that Street Fighters uh, book that I showed uh, previously. But anyway, to to keep uh, keep this pushing, I think I'm actually going to go with. Hmm. Um, so you, hadn't, you hadn't chosen yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. That's what I'm, I'm doing that right now. Um. Because it's kind of tough for a slightly same, slightly different reason for than than Agent Seventy is, is like they were good, but I don't I don't know if they would would they be at the top of the list if, if I had read anything else? Probably not. Um, so I'm just gonna go with Fun Factor, and I uh, as much as I like the Blade, I think uh, um, White Widow number two is what I'm going to go with. Um, because you know. Always enjoy reading a good uh, version of MCU Yelena, um, which is a surprise to even say. But hey, it is it is what it is. It's not Florence Pugh, but nevertheless, they're they're kind of getting it there, um, tone wise. And that, folks, is uh, 
is, is our clicks are our clicks of the week, not is because I do no grammar. Um, uh, can we get one ad read from you, sir? Our first ad read of the night is for Funko. Fun at first sight. It's your home for exclusive collectibles such as their world famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, apparel including T-shirts, hats, and socks, and brand merchandise such as custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy ten percent off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with ten percent off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. Funko through cspn.us. Do it today. And now we get into news. worth it um cinematic news as we tend to do about this time starting off with justice league um well we get a clip uh from the upcoming justice league crisis on infinite earths part one animated movie that is going to be available on january 9th um i don't can't remember if we've talked too much about this being a thing um but this and another article is going to be talk. Well, probably the next article is going to be talking about this whole Tomorrowverse part of the DC animated the uh, um, uh, of the DC animation uh, at this point because uh, I guess this, that was the, the term that they were going with, and which started with uh, Superman: Man of Tomorrow back in 2020, which I still have not seen, but. This particular um, Crisis on Infinite Earths movie is supposedly ending that whole thing. So there's going to be a part one and part two. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. There's going to be a three parter because you know you got to have a trilogy and you know you got to cut up a thing, um, um, you know, in, in fashion. But to be, to be fair, it is an event. Uh, they're racing off an event, so that would make sense more than anything else. The, for them to cut up into into parts, so yeah, so we got um, part one, and I think we get a cast list uh, in here with the clip. No, we don't, but yeah, voice cast uh, uh, revealed in this. But you can check out the article in the show notes to check out all of that. Next up, Warner Brothers announces DC surprise final movie of the Tomorrowverse. Um, so the. Final movie has been revealed that beginning in 2020 with Superman of Tomorrow, DC's Tomorrowverse serves as a new setting for the uh, studio's animated film, supplanting the previous DC animated movie universe canon. That I did not know. Um, I'm just not keeping up with this stuff. So apparently the final um, movie to end the Tomorrowverse in 2024 uh, will be that Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 3. Yep, 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 yep. So, there is that. Yeah, I didn't know they had even a term for this part of their, their thing. I just knew they had a bunch of movies coming out. Just right. what, really keeping up with them like Agent 70. So. Um, James Gunn teases Superman's, Superman Legacy's Lex Luthor. And folks, he formerly played The Beast. 
or a version of the beast, not the one that uh, spoiler alert that we just, just got uh, re-familiarized with, right? But uh, but another one. So yeah, Nicholas Holt is apparently slated to play Lex Luthor. Um, so sure, the dude's kind of got range, so I guess good, that that works out. Yeah. So sure. Next up. So in. Interesting news, at least for those of us who try to figure out why Max can't figure get out of its own way sometimes. Fox's ad-supported streamer Tubi has struck a deal with Warner Brothers Discovery to stream DC movies, including The Batman, Suicide Squad, Black Adam, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman, as well as superhero series Batwoman, Gotham, and Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. The above titles, as well as Birds of Prey... Uh, Green Lantern and Wonder Woman 1984 will hit 2B's on-demand lineup in 2024. I mean, listen, there are a lot of people that have cut the cable cord but have gone back to watching commercials because they're streaming free things on 2B and Pluto and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. you know what? You know, what's old is new again. The, the the wheel turns. If you've been reading that, the new Thor series, we all know the wheel turns. Everything, you know, and it turn, turn, turns, turn, turns. Uh-huh. Okay. Are you, are you about to start singing? <laughs> no, no. I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Um, Actually, I want to put this in here really quick because I totally forgot. Um, Actually, that's not what I wanted to put, but nevertheless. Um, um, recipes to Andre Brower. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, who most of us remember from... Uh, it, it, it's, uh, I, I, it bothers me that people remember him more from Brooklyn Nine-Nine than Homicide Life on the Streets, but I get it. It's, that's, 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 that was the most recent thing he did. Right. Well, you know what? I actually don't remember him too much for Homicide because I didn't really watch the show. I know it's very good. It just wasn't in my it wasn't on my list of things to watch on TV at the time. Right. Um I was familiar I I was I became familiar with him as a as a very young actor because of the role he played in the movie Glory. Mm-hmm. Yep. He has a very memorable role in that movie. So as he aged, I always saw in his face the, that character. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, like, yeah, I also came across him in Glory, but like I said, I remember more for, for uh, Homicide Life on the Street because I did watch it and it was like, yeah, he was he was great on that show, you know. Also, if I remember correctly, I think he had some medical issues during the course of that show for a while that they may or may have written into the show. I, I can't remember, but regardless, you know, great actor you know it was always admittedly i was kind of surprised to see him on brooklyn 99 but at the same time you know hey you know uh from from the way he said it, it was like yeah he wanted to you know you know wanted to branch out get some range get some more ranges if he didn't already have some from what from what he was saying so you know want to do something a little different which makes sense but anyway um on to the actual news uh, or other actual news, I should say. Section 31's Michelle Yeoh, uh, uh, excuse me, the Section 31 movie for Star Trek is apparently, uh, has a filming start date. So that uh, movie has been kind of in various states of production for a while. 
I dare say. But apparently, according to this article, Paramount Plus is, is reportedly saying that January 2024 uh, may be the actual production start of that movie. And that, for those that don't know, that is a spinoff movie for uh, her character in Star Trek Discovery. So, or her later character, not her, not her starting, her original character in that show, I guess I should say. But, um, hey. Anything with Michelle Yeoh in it, I'm down for. And I haven't finished, I hadn't even gotten to the Discovery except for the, the three or four episodes that I was watching when it first came on. Which, now that I think about it, <laughs> Agent 70 will get a kick out of this. When her character left the show, that's when I stopped watching it. Kind of in a similar fashion of, a, of an anime that, he, uh, that he's watched. So, yeah. Next up. What was that? I uh, missed that because I was looking at the next story. What was that? Oh, no, I was just I was just saying that uh when I started watching when I watched Discovery, I watched enough to to see her character come and then go and then I stopped watching the show. Oh, right. Just gotcha, like gotcha. yeah, just like a certain point of a, a, an anime that you liked that you watched. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Which you which you should go back to. Eh, maybe. Huh. You should. Now that it's for it, now that it's finished. It's all there now. Yeah, not as uh, ain't no reason for me to go back. It's done with now. Dunzo. Oh, oh. <laughs> out of here. Terrible. You're missing out. Anyway, uh, here, uh, this is something I did not know, right? So the comic book publisher turned producer Bonelli Entertainment, uh, at least in this Hollywood Reporter article, is Italy's answer to Marvel because they have landed a Netflix hit with Dompier. Next up is a live-action horror series directed by James Wan. So apparently Dompier has become very popular on Netflix. And it is what is you could call the first entry in the Bonelli cinematic universe. It is a vampire hunter tale. And um, apparently it's cracked the top three on Netflix's uh, U.S. service. It's the origin story of uh, Serbian Dompier, uh, who has the... Uh, whose blood has the power to kill the undead because he is the half-breed offspring of a vampire dad and human mother uh, calling Blade, Blade, calling Blade. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Also, um, as Agent 70 said, uh, the next next movie is a a live-action horror series with James Wan, which uh, basically, you know, was another article that had almost pulled because James Wan said he was going back to horror. And now we know one of the projects that he's uh, that he's going back for too. And this is after um, Aquaman, that is. Anywho, and now we get over into the anime corner. Oh, you really want uh, You really want uh, the ones that are right up uh, Roddy Cat's alley. That first one is haiku, so pandering. I love it, but um, <laughs> hey, I, I'm I am cool either way. But um, uh, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba Hashira training arc uh, TV uh, airs in spring 2024. Uh, apparently, February third. Yes, I was about to look for the uh, the actual date because I knew we had one. Um. But there you go. Why I know is because I passed it on to people, you know, to to, to friends of mine, and we were all like, "Yeah," mm-hmm. you know, very excited that uh, Demon Slayer has a set date to come back. 
Right. So the funny part about it was I saw an announcement of an announcement of this, and I was like, okay, just 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 tell us. Just you don't have to do this. <laughs> but you know, the next day came and they announced it. I'm like, all right, cool. That's sooner than I thought it was going to be, honestly. Mm-hmm. And um, according to the article, it's going to be the the first episode is going to be a one hour long special, which you know, not a surprise for uh, for that show. So, and I think, wait, does it, does it tell us when, how many uh, episodes we're getting? I don't believe so. Um, but there you go. We got that. Brace for it, folks. That'll be here before we know it, actually. Next up. So, in good news for Agent Underscore 70, My Hero Academia Season 7 anime is set for a spring 2024 premiere. Oh, spring 2024 is going to be a busy time for me to watch anime. Usually so, is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, do we have an exact date on this? Uh, don't know, but you know what? Spring 2024 is right around the corner. I meant to move this for a, a particular reason, but that's fine. Next up, though, Spy Family um, released two new trailers for Spy Family. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take the next one uh, after this since I relate it. Sure. But um, two new trailers for Spy Family Code White anime film that is coming up. Um, you can see them in the excuse me in the uh, show notes, and looks like they are. Um, the date of the opening in Japan will be December 22nd, which I think we already knew and probably have mentioned pri- uh, previously. Uh, but next up, we also get, if you are so interested in this, we get the runtime of Spy Family Code White uh, when it uh, when it's released. I'm not going to tell you what it is because, you know, there are some people who might, might just don't care, might want to be surprised. Who knows? But regardless, hey, it's out there if you want to watch. If you want to go check out the um, the show notes, uh, then you can do so. Next up. All righty. Uh, last but not least in this section of the anime section of the news, Netflix's Blue Eye Samurai is coming back for a second season. Yay! <laughs> Hold on. I need, I need something. Anything. There we go. That's pretty cool. Also, this thumb this thumbnail might be slight a uh, slight spoiler for me. Yeah, yeah. Don't look away. Look away. Look away. That's too late. But um, yeah. Um, shout out to Miku and crew. You know, as I as I start to embark on that. Uh, Mizu, excuse me, not Miku. Mizu, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I'm like, who's Miku? Yeah, well, Miku is there is a character named Mizu, but not in here. That's a whole to- totally different series. <laughs> so, yeah, Mizu, that's who you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Peaches. Anyway, <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Next up, though, we go. Into... I gotta, you know what I got to do? I got to pull that as a sound drop. I thought about it. I, I, <laughs> I got to pull it. that as a sound drop. Uh, yeah, because if once you know, you know, <laughs> and uh, that that is a very very nice uh, inside joke. If you say peaches that way, indeed. Although you know, you know shout out to the the peaches and the pears and the grapefruits. Yeah, yeah, and, the, and, and cantaloupes and the cantaloupes. Absolutely, the cantaloupes and the and the the, the melons. Oh yeah, anywho. Got a little- 
Gotta love it. Absolutely. Transition time. Uh, manga Corner. As much as I appreciate that transition, I feel like Agent 70 did himself a disservice uh, for that one because of this next article. Is My Hero Academia related? I don't know if you're up on... The- no, 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 no spoilers because... Uh, I, You know, what's funny is that what I wanted to say in uh, addition to that news about... Uh, in addition to talking about that news article about the new uh, anime season coming... It almost gives me incentive to read up to where we finished, la- where, where, where you know uh, the anime kind of ended, and keep reading ahead because I'm ahead. I'm ahead of the anime, right? So you know, just keep just keep reading, just just to you know see where all this goes, and and then see how it gets adapted. It'll be a different experience because this is the this is the first anime where I'm reading. I'm well ahead of where the anime adaptation is. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it gets adapted. Mm. Gotcha. Well, I won't spoil it, but just know that um, according to this article, uh, it's talking about Bakugo uh, in this chapter. In the Well, this article is basically talking, talking about Bakugo um, and his potential, I guess, uh, in this chapter of My Hero Academia, which is 409, by the way, for those keeping track, if you're not already mm-hmm. keeping track. Next up, we go. Oh no, we're still in uh, manga corner. Yeah, so Hunter Hunter, um, Hunter Hunter's ending and what it means for the series. So apparently, um, uh, apparently, uh, let's see here, Yoshihiro Togashi, uh, a very famed mangaka, is responsible for two of the best manga series of all time, namely Yu Yu Hakusho and Hunter Hunter. So apparently um, Hunter Hunter is still going on and um, he's the Togashi has decided to reveal the ending um, for a good reason. According to the author, there are four separate endings planned for Hunter Hunter. He labeled the four endings A, B, C, and D out of the four. He only revealed the fourth ending because it ranked the lowest in this particular ending. I won't say what it is, but apparently that's how it ends, but I guess it's still up in the air. Um, you know, so, uh, let's see here. Uh, apparently if, this particular manga stays healthy. It would be better for everybody. Apparently, he's not doing well. Right. He has had a series of um, of, of health issues during the course of this. And, and I think uh, that, you know, Hunter Hunter has um, has had to take breaks because of that. And, you know, gotcha. uh, fan demand and the, the higher-ups are, you know, one way. But like this article says, like, yeah, you want him healthy so he can finish this stuff. So, you know, cut the man some slack. Right. So... Yeah, and he's been around for a while because if he did the Yu Yu Hakusho, um, because that that that's uh, an older mm-hmm. adaptation, you know. Like uh, I I started watching it. Uh, I had I just you know I kind of stopped after like I think like eight or nine episodes, and I know there's a lot left to it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's one of those where I, I don't like to say, hey, you got to go up to this for it to get good. But, you know, as 8 to 70 knows, you, you kind of have to get through the setup of things before, you know, right. before things start kicking. So, and also, you know, hey, we got, you know, time and, you know, time and energy constraints. So it's understandable. Maybe he'll get back to it. But you, right. she was fucking great. So that's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Might be a little biased, but that's all I'm saying. Um, sure. Matter, matter of fact, I've been slightly revisiting it because of um, Crunchyroll TV has been, you know, play blocks of it on the weekend, and it's on the Dark Tournament, uh, the the Dark Tournament uh, chapter, uh, and that's pretty good. So, uh, inspired to get to a point where I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for. But anyway, regardless, um, the fact that this thing that that they had four endings charted out just reminded me of Clue, and that's kind of funny. The movie Clue, rather, not the game. So, um, those watching the anime or or, or reading the, the manga will will get there when it's when when it gets here. Whenever, whatever. I know there are people who love Hunter Hunter, and and hadn't quite gotten into it yet. But anyway, we're getting into the comic book corner. DC previews a new ongoing Suicide Squad series starring Dreamer. Um, and all I can say, I, I want to say who, but I, I, that name is unknown. I, I know of that name. It, uh, apparently according to this article, uh, this, uh, mentions, um, what agent 70 mentioned earlier about, uh, Amanda Waller kind of being around the whole beast, uh, uh Titans thing I- event that's going on. And I think this might've been what I was t- uh, talking about where, uh, coming out of that, uh, might be the formation of a new, uh, Suicide Squad, and the new book that is coming out of that, or potentially coming out of that, is called Suicide Squad Dream Team, which will be written by Nicole Maines and features arts by Eddie Barrows and Eber Ferreira. And uh, pretty much the ones you know and maybe possibly love will be a part of this group, such as Harley Quinn, um, Bizarro, and uh, a couple of other people you probably don't know too much about. Psst. Next up. All right. So you get a preview here of, uh, what is this? The DC dual force game. Oh, shoot. Yes. Hang on. I forgot. To, I Somehow I skipped that. Uh, do you want me to just go ahead and take this? Yeah, go ahead, please. So this is just, well out of my wheelhouse. So we talked last week about a, um, uh, a section of the game that pretty much has uh comic book adaptations in uh in game form and this is another one that is coming up for the christmas season uh which the game is going to uh adapt batman noel uh into game form so uh and you see some um some still images from that and some cards that are going to be uh introduced or oh, excuse me, the, the rewards that you are going to get for completing said uh, issue of uh, that book. One of the days I'm going to stream some of this and, and actually show it, show it off. But that stuff is also be, being streamed pretty much every day on Twitch anyway. So you don't necessarily need me to do it, but I've been kind of wanting to kick it around. Uh, but we shall see how that works out. And that's uh, apparently as of this uh, article, as of this uh, recording, it's probably already out. So it's probably already in game. Next up, you go ahead and take this one, actually. It's probably more up your alley. Yeah, and this was interesting news. Very interesting news to to read. Because 
Hasbro, a gigantic toy company, is teaming up with McFarlane Toys, and they've announced a licensing deal that will give fans a new figures of characters from Transformers, G.I. Joe, and other franchises that would normally come out under the Hasbro banner, which is wild to me. Mm-hmm. Right? So this collaboration will see new figures released as part of McFarlane Toys' Page Puncher's lineup, which includes a full comic book and two articulated figures each. So this is expected to launch in early 2024. The collab will begin with Transformers and G.I. Joe products. So fans can also expect Page Puncher's toys, including the Power Rangers and Dungeons and Dragons franchises, to follow at a later date. I do not expect to see Marvel because, of course not. Right. They already have their own thing. Um, exactly. Also, Hasbro to Lawler One. Shout out to uh, Toy Galaxy slash Secret Galaxy. <laughs> right, right. So it's it, like I said, it's wild to me that they would go to McFarland to do something like this and not, you know, team up with Marvel to put out books for some of these characters. Hmm. I think this is probably just them wanting. There's. They're not wanting to do that because people are expecting it. And two, to kind of spread things around, you know, because if you do. Well, and as we will get to, we know Hasbro, Hasbro has their own issues going on also. But um, right. But yeah, I think this is this is just me speculating. Like they just want to spread it around for a little something different, you know, because they already got some irons in the fire with with Marvel already. A deep connection that is going to continue. Right. So. I don't know. Like that, speculation. Don't know. It's it is kind of weird, but you know, like I I can see why right. that would could happen. It's yeah. just like I said. That, it's just wild to oh see. Yeah, totally. You know, the, these particular properties obviously have had comic book iterations before. So, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. So, um, and actually, some fairly recently. Hmm. Speaking of uh, the the said reference to Hasbro uh, that I've mentioned, hey, Hasbro to cut another 20% of the workforce in 2024. First off, boo. Yeah, that's no good. Why couldn't they do the shit from the top level, as people have been saying on on the internet? And I totally agree. But you know, good and well, just like Congress and and the like, shit's not like that's never going to happen. They're not gonna, the, the CEOs and, and, and whatnot are not going to cut themselves out of the, things, of the money they're getting. And it's a sad state of affairs, really. But um, Reuters, apparently, in the Wall Street Journal, which I think was where I originally saw it. Um, and yeah, it mentions the paywall. Because as a matter of fact, that was the article I had pulled up before the, the paywall struck me. Um, basically saying that between 900 and 1,100 jobs will be cut. Reasoning given is that slowdown in toy sales post uh, post COVID continue and continue stronger than uh, than expected. Although the next article would say, would pretty much say, uh, "Excuse me," <laughs> but this is in addition to the one thousand jobs cut. And it's not funny, but you know, uh, this is in addition to the thousand jobs cut earlier this year. So, yeah, this is this is what's uh, this is. The state of affairs, folks. Uh, next up, unless you got something else to say about it. No. No, I'm good. Yeah. Sucks, though. Yeah, it really does. does. Mm-hmm. Right. So in almost ironic news, right, mm-hmm. don't you think? Uh, Hasbro's Marvel Legends fan stream uh, uh, took place today. 
And, uh, you know, thankfully, we've seen, you know, uh, some posts and articles that have recapped some of the reveals. And so some of what was revealed during uh, today's Hasbro fan stream included uh, the Red Widow from the uh, Black Widow movie. Um, some Marvel Studios re-releases, including some Iron Man, some Spidey, and whatnot. Uh, there is a Target exclusive Sam Wilson Captain America figure from the comics, which is well done. That is something that is going on my list because I have complained incessantly that they have not done a Falcap with yeah. wings. And now they've finally done it. Speaking of wings, well... I'll get to wings. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right, because the next thing, right? And I, I, I kind of thought I didn't want this particular Captain <laughs> America. It, we are speaking of Hydra Cap, right? Obviously, no one likes that story. But I reconsidered, and hopefully, I can track down a Walmart exclusive Hydra Cap so that I can have regular OG Cap beat the tar out of him in every pose I can come up with on my shelf. So that's the reason why I would get Hydra Cap. Hmm. Oh, we I got, love that story, get to, by the way. What's that? I, I love that story, but not for the reason you would think. <laughs> okay. Um, we get some more looks at the X-Men 97 Wave 2 uh, figures. I know, I, I know these were announced just prior to the live stream, but we get some closer looks at uh, X-Men 97 Cyclops, Goblin Queen uh, with uh, baby Nathan Christopher Summers, uh, Jean Grey, uh, this particular Magneto is kind of tempting because uh, I don't think we're ever going to see like a comic accurate version of this Magneto. So this is probably the one time you're going to get this Magneto with that costume. Headmaster uh, Magneto, yeah. Again? I said Headmaster Magneto. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, the Nightcrawl is very, uh, very enticing because uh, the, you get alternate heads and pinless body construction. So that might be a that might be like of this group probably the one I I kind of key in on. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are going to key in on. And last but not least, no, let's just say it. He's least the Executioner from X Men '97. I mean, I can't believe they're doing an Executioner figure. But listen, if you like that character, it's going to be the only time you get it. I'm feel like I'm not familiar with this character, or if I am, I don't... It's very 90s. Very 90s. Mm. Yeah, I kind of figured. Um, also, shout out to you saying prior earlier. I'm like, I see what you did there. Yeah. Goblin. Uh, sure. Next up, you get a fan channel, Brood, Wolverine, and Lalandra 2-pack. So that would be Hasbro Pulse fan, fan channel. It's cool. Like, you know, I've seen... I think I know which cover... This is uh, this this figure is an homage to uh, this particular Wolverine costume and him being transformed into Brood. It's disappointing though that uh, people who really want a Lalandra um, are going to have to get a two pack, and that just sucks. I you know I hate that they do that, but obviously they want to you know they want to sell some of these figures. Mm-hmm. Next up is Civilian Wolverine versus a really nice update to Sabretooth. And, you know, like the big furry collar, that's that's a lot furrier and bigger than the previous version. I think he might actually be bigger than the previous Sabretooth that uh, uh, came out in this design. Um, I think the, the face sculpt is very different. It looks very Teixeira. 
it looks like it's very based on a Mark Teixeira, some Mark Teixeira uh, Sabretooth comics. But this civilian Wolverine is cool. He's got a cool hat. Uh, the clothes are a cool um, uh, setup. Uh, you know, like a cool design. Like that's not like the usual color. You usually see him in a lighter jacket, a lighter color shirt and jacket. And it's in, you know, that looks pretty cool. Later on in 2024, they're going to put out uh, Psylocke, Lady Psylocke from Acts of Vengeance and uh, Wolverine in his patch uh, costume. I like this Lady Psylocke. You know, that's very tempting. That's very, very tempting. Next up is Tuxedo, Joe Fixit, and Logan from the uh, early Busema uh, art from the first Wolverine limited series. That's really cool. That's really cool. You know, Roddy Cat and I were talking about this being a super tempting package. Mm-hmm. Next up is Angel. We were talking, speaking of wings, right? It looks like Hasbro has listened to all of our complaints. I have long complained and asked for these winged characters. This is going to be like, like winged cap, like winged foul cap and angel. This is you know, like a, like a very OG version of angel. It's probably very much near the top of my, or will be the top of my Marvel legends purchase list, uh, in 2024 of all these mm-hmm. is probably going to be these winged characters. Yeah, they, and, like the 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 angel. If you're watching the video version, you can see. Uh, but the the wing a- angel is more articulated than the uh, the Captain America wings on it. But it is so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense that it'd be articulated like that because they're a different style of wing. Because Falcap's wings, um, uh, you know, they're articulated to a certain extent, but then, um. I don't know if they fold. I, I guess they don't fold, and that's kind of disappointing. Right. Right? Like, and I think that's the disappointment that Roddy Cat has. Kind of. Um, but, I mean, right. the fact that we're getting wings is fine. Fold. Yeah. It's, 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 it's acceptable. Because the way we know Sam's wings to fold, you know, the way they fold, they're, they're not going to, they probably weren't going to do that. Exactly, exactly. But to see this angel have wings that fold the kind of the way we see them in the comics, mm-hmm. it's nice. You know, we've seen Hasbro do angel wings before, so they've been done. They just wanted to redo them better, right? And that I think they have. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen. You know, believe it or not, Hasbro or no, I'm sorry, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, not uh, Hasbro, but Toy Biz rather put out angel wings. And they were—I thought they were pretty well done. I think I still have uh, like my OG Toy Biz um, X Men, like the, the the OG X Men and the Angel that came out with that with the wings was actually pretty good for its time. We're talking like early '90s, like no mid mid '90s, right? Like '95, '96, '97, something like that. '98 maybe. Mm-hmm. So those who are watching the video version again, you can see the way it's folded up. Like it folds up in three. The the wings fold up in like three sections, and and kind of, you know. They fold in like they would, you know, when he's not flying, as as Agent Seventy said, like the comic version. So, and you can get some some pretty good fo- folding. I saw them put it, um, you know, have it on the little stand that they have, you know, and some and a couple of pretty good poses. So, that's going to be pretty dope. Yeah. And then they tease something at the end uh, of that thing, to which I'm not entirely sure what that is, but you can I. 
It's a flame base. Right. Initial thinking has it only a couple of characters that I can think of. Right. It's a flame base. And if we're sticking with the X corner, it might be more Dark Phoenix. Mm -hmm. It could be Rachel Summers Phoenix. Could be. I mean, could be another Firestar, but I doubt doubt, that. I kind of doubt that. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's more microwave and not necessarily flames. Um, Right. Right, but I'm definitely excited to get a few of these figures. You know, I hate I hate them for making me excited to get a few of these figures. But actually, there was another figure that I thought about, um, which actually might be in a reference to a comic book that we didn't talk about this week. Uh, is there uh, a Frankie Ray Nova? Yeah, there is. Okay, it came out with the Galactus. Right, 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 right. So I wonder if they're right. doing a separate one of those, though. Maybe. Maybe, but either way, yeah. that was in the wolf. But yeah, I mean, at least in terms of this release, I'm jazzed to pick up uh, Falcap. Mm-hmm. Uh, not jazzed, but eager to get my Hydra Cap <laughs> so I can have his, have his ass constantly being kicked, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Angel, and everything else is kind of like, you know, we'll see. Right, because that X Men '97 wave, I think they said this was wave two. Yeah, of that wave to which yeah no it? the current one is out already is right. is out now I got I picked up um a bunch of them right I picked up the the Gambit the Wolverine the Storm and the Rogue right so there was a Cyclops in there right because I thought it was kind of strange that they had another Cyclops no I don't think there was a Cyclops in there it wasn't okay. Also, as I was watching the thing, uh, um, thing earlier or whatever it was, it was like his eyeballs looked like Twizzlers. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, this there's there's a couple of the good things like like Age of Seventy that the the um, Sam Cap uh, Foul Cap and uh, Angel probably that Nightcrawler for me, and uh, I haven't gotten any of those other uh, X Men ninety seven figures, but. Right. Yeah, the Nightcrawler one is, you know, I got to take a I got to take a closer look at it because if it is pinless, I might just jump on that just for just to get like a, a more poseable, clean looking figure. Right. So stay tuned, folks. Next up, though. Uh, we get into back in some more comics with actually speak of the devil. Um, Marvel, uh, excuse me, Marvel's seventh Infinity Stone makes shock return for Magneto's resurrection. So I know I've had some internal speculation as to how they were going to resurrect Magneto. And I feel like I've seen rumblings of it in or potential rumblings of it in the Scarlet Witch um, uh, series that just ended. And I'll probably be back um, with Quicksilver. But yeah, apparently they're tying. They they may be tying them to the Infinity to an Infinity Storm Star, uh, Stone Jim. God damn it. <laughs> bring, mm. that, bring back gems that's what they was that's what they always be anyway um, the particular stone that just slash gem that they use is the ego stone gem which uh, according to this article was thought to be lost forever I don't remember anything about what happened to any of them gems uh, in the last few years so and apparently the um, storm is going to be involved in this uh Wait, it was ejected to the Ultraverse? Wait, is that what the article says? Yes. So that's why there were people... Cause I, that would explain something, because I was like, people were saying, bring back the Ultraverse. 
So that's why they were saying that. And I very, barely remember what the Ultraverse is. <laughs> oh, oh my God, yo. When did that happen? You know what? I'll, that, that'll be research for later. That's <laughs> Al Ewing. Al Ewing. I love this article. Basically says, series writer Al Ewing has demonstrated both a love for reinvigorating the more Byzantine aspects of Marvel lore. What a great way of putting it. It's not wrong. <laughs> and, and mapping out and mapping out the greater cosmos of the Marvel Omniverse in his other titles. You know, because, you know, oh, God, that's... That's insane that he's going to bring something back from the Ultraverse. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Again, we, we have said, I feel like we have said this multiple times for Al Ewing. Like, yeah, he, he, he is known to throw some deep cuts out there <laughs> to bring up some deep cuts. Yeah. So, you know, not surprised. That's why. But in who's, um, yeah, that's, like I said, kind of figured this was going to happen at some point. We wasn't sure how, especially with the way, um, he went out during the course of um, uh, 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 um, Hawk or I guess during the middle of uh, Reign of X, whatever, whatever that was. Right. Um, I mean, he went out, you know, with a bang, but obviously he was, you know, Al Ewing is, is, is thinking of Cypress Hill. He ain't going out like that. He ain't going out. Right. But, you know, you could also think, well, like, well, how are they going to bring it back if they don't have that in place? Well, guess what? Where there's a will, where there's a comic, there's a way. And if there's right. a writer like Al Ewing, there's absolutely a way. So we'll find out when that happens. So I know we'll be reading it. Anyway, speaking of uh, the Ultimate Universe. Ultimate Storm and Ultimate Killmonger make their electrifying debut in Ultimate Black Panther. So this February, enter the Wakanda of the new Ultimate Universe in writer Brian Hill and artist Stefano Caselli's Ultimate Black Panther number one. So this is a Marvel article with some preview uh, stuff for Ultimate Black Panther number three. This is going to be on sale in April. So uh, number one is going to drop um, in February. And in April, what you're looking at here is uh, some preview for the third issue of the series. Yep. And if you're interested, uh, the next article is there's a trailer for, um, ultimate black Panther. Uh, if you're uh, out there on the YouTubes, if you are so inclined to check it out, which that, uh, is going to come out. Um, not surprisingly, February 1st, I mean, February 7th, excuse me, of, uh, next year. So, yeah. And apparently Killmonger and Storm, like the last article mentioned, uh, all that, all that. Last but not least. Hulk's epic brawl with a new supervillain can only be contained in a giant size issue. So spinning out of the current Hulk run, Philip Kennedy Johnson uh, teams up with artist Andrea Brocardo this April in giant size Hulk number one. So... Yeah, on sale April 3rd. That's a pretty, that's kind of a fun Brian Hitch cover. I'm still not a fan of the long hair Hulk. Not this hair. Yeah, it's been weird to see. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah, but that's what we got. So until whatever. And I know, wait, did you, did you drop off of Hulk or are you still reading it? I'm still reading, but I think I'm an issue behind. Mm. Maybe two, but I think I'm just one issue behind. I have to, I have to check. Gotcha. 
because he has definitely been uh, as I as as I have referenced earlier, been popping up in uh, a couple of different places recently. So, right, he was in he's in uh, this week's or this month's issue of She Hulk. Right, right, and will be in next month's uh, issue of uh, Blade. Mm. So yeah, I think I feel like there's one one other place he's shown up recently, but it, it, it's irrelevant. So yeah, that folks is um, the end of the news. Did you have anything you wanted to show or anything, or you were? Um, I do not think so. I don't think so. Okay, well then, one last. Episode. How about you? No, nah, I got nothing. Unless you want to yeah. see a copy of Barbie, or the the the, the, the Blu-ray for Barbie. Okay. <laughs> I don't think, you know, that's yeah. It's don't ask. That's okay. All right. Last ad read of the night, so we can get some sleep and get some rest. Help us keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Come on, folks! It's almost Christmas. If you need that stuff. Use our link, visit cspn.us, then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Get that last-second Christmas gift. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, or Marvel Legends, which are no longer on sale. But hey, if you need it, gotta get it. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment... That helps us keep the Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. Or uh, an SSD enclosure or an SSD, which, uh, you know, for for your PC that makes things all nice and buttery faster. All things Amazon. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, folks, that is the end of this here show. We will be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Um, I, am I, I'm saying that as like, wait, is, is there anything? So it'll be a couple of days before Christmas, or a few days before Christmas, actually. So we'll, we'll right. we have to worry about all of that. But Right, um, and it seems like we already have an idea of, uh, at least a little bit of an idea of our personal schedules going into the new year so i will say that at least for the next couple of weeks for certain we should be recording our at our normally scheduled times through the end of the year and through the first week of the new year probably so that's a uh, i think a good month straight of uh, regularly scheduled programming here on the comic book chronicles Yes, um, and I will mention that while we are probably likely not going on um, movie protocol, uh, Aquaman and The Lost Kingdom comes out next week. Uh, one of us may have, will have gone to see it by the by the uh, by the show uh, taping next week, but we'll see if that actually happens. Right, possible. It's possible. I'm uh, I'm working that day, so yeah. we'll see. With that, folks, I have been Rydicat. You can find me at Rydicat on Twitter. You can find me at Newsnet's Needle Twitter. You can find me at CB Caps on Instagram. Um, the agent underscore 70 on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads, because I don't think I mentioned it earlier. That's right, Threads! PC underscore Dirt on Twitter, PopCultureNet on Twitter, PopCultureNetwork.com, all his umbrella sites therein. I think he's still out there making music on Spotify every now and then when it, when the music when the when the feeling hits him too. So I guess when the rhythm hits him, yes, exactly. 
Um, there you go. Tim, D-O-G-G-9-8 on Twitter. Um, CB Cron on Twitter, which is a Cumber Chronicles Twitter account. Uh, the Click Nation on Twitter. Uh, TheClickNation.com. That's uh, T-H-E-K-A-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N, all one word. And... Uh, over at he's over at uh, comicbook.com where he's over there writing his face off. Go check him out over there, Timothy Adams, folks. Hit him up. Don't hit him up. Just watch, just read his stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can find this here podcast on the Coastal Podcast Network at cspn.us. Do it today. You can also find us on your podcast perusal place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Coastal Little Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. Make sure to click like, subscribe, and leave us all the positive five-star reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. Why does that keep going down? I do not know. Either way, um, and you could also find us recording every, mostly every Thursday night. Uh, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time on the YouTube channel of the The Click Nation. That's youtube.com slash The Click Nation. And Click Nation, excuse me. I think I did say that, but I just want to make sure. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Comic Book Chronicles. Make sure to click like, subscribe, and hit the notification button so that you know when we are recording live. And leave us all positive five-star reviews, or the best positive reviews you can. Um, I'm thinking, uh, so short term, I'm thinking Captain America and Avengers might get some play on the channel because I've been playing that recently. I'm like, I should play that on stream. Also a little bit of Ninja Turtles, uh, that, uh, uh, invincible thing uh, that just came out. Um, and something else I said, I was going to, oh, DC dual force also to get some of that out of the way. So all of that is forthcoming, hopefully. Um, but we shall see. And with that folks, this has been the Cumber Chronicles. Peace. Peace one. <laughs>